Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. Whenever you decide to watch, listen, whatever you want to do with this thing, you can do it. I'm your co-host, Billy DeVore, and sitting next to me is... Chris Weir. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, Nasty Nation, to the Fart Dungeon. The Fart Dungeon. Yeah, baby. One week off, and I totally don't have the intro. Yeah, I mean, it was. it's a lot, lot of the pitter-patter situation. It's cadence. If you take the time off, you know, that's that's where we slip. Unfortunately, it's just the off-season. It's just the off-season. And, mm-hmm. you know, now I know how the Orioles felt going into their playoff series. Just that week off. It totally screwed them. Got them out of sync. That's mm-hmm. why they got messed up by the Rangers. Yep, we were cruising for a nice uh, pennant win, and all of a sudden the All-Star break happened, and <laughs> then uh, we fell over. We fell over. So breaks, not great, and not great for podcasting, but, uh, it, you know, it happens. And it's what? It's February 13th when you're watching this, so uh, still got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what you? that is uh, one day before? Huh. Pitchers and catchers. Oh yeah, how about that? Yeah, because today, right now, it's the twelfth, according to my my little my little mechanical calendar. Mm-hmm. And then pitchers and catchers, Reds tomorrow. Boy, howdy! How about it? It's finally here. Mm-hmm. It's real. We made it through the slog, dude. Yeah, it feels pretty cool. Now it's that uh, we got uh, football over with, so baseball is the focus. Yeah, I'm so glad. Uh, you know, and football ended all the way we all thought it would, with the Chiefs being Super Bowl champions. Yeah, nothing really to cheer about. It wasn't fun. It was uh, irritating to watch. I mean, for a second there, he thought uh, San Francisco was going to win. It was like, oh, my God, they're actually uh, keeping Mahomes in check. They're doing well. And all of a sudden, at the end, it's just like, okay, here's a script that we knew would unfold. Yep. And it was cool that the Super Bowl went to overtime for the second time ever. Mm. Dude, I was talking with my mom about it because we watched the game together. And she's like, I, I just think they need to get rid of that bye week. And it clearly shows they were they had jitters the first half. Yeah, it took them a while, like you said, like to get in sync. And your body's is so used to this regiment that when you take it off, it's like, yeah, you might. It might be good for a handful of players. Or like, hey, his ankles really hurt. Might give him another like three, four days. He'll be you know at eighty percent. But then like the guys who have just been like rolling the whole time, that'll throw him off. Yeah, dude, it's just yeah, especially with it being a timing thing, and you could see that especially in the fourth quarter with the Chiefs offense and how intricate it is with their West Coast style of offense. And um, yeah, man, it just was surprising and boring. And it's like, it's a defensive slog. I'm like, no, these are just two teams out of sync. Mm -hmm. I mean, Purdy played a good game too. I mean, you you can't fault him for too much for Chris Jones being in his face all day, but Mm -hmm. I mean, pretty cool. What was it, uh, Jennings with uh, the only ever player in the postseason, aside from Nick Foles, to catch a touchdown and throw one? Yeah, that's a pretty wild stat. So cool. <clears throat> that's going to be a bit of bar trivia there for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you know us, big bar trivia pod. <clears throat> yeah. 
And as we're uh, giving advice, you know, relating ourselves to professional athletes, we totally understand <laughs> why being in rhythm and in sync is uh, crucial yeah. for top-tier performance. Exactly. These guys <laughs> who are 350 pounds rushing around another professional athlete trying to tackle him. We're like, yeah, it's the same thing when we take a week off the pot. I know. Sometimes I don't know where to put my elbows, <laughs> and I hit the mic, and I get a little fidgety with my fingers back here. <laughs> I'm like, I messed up the intro that I made hard for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get it. We get it. Uh, you know what I didn't get was uh, the feet, the foot commercial. Yeah, you didn't get it. I mean, I got it. Yeah, it was pretty disgusting. <laughs> it was so gross. No, first off, I don't think Jesus needs advertising. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's hot. Do it just fine himself. He <laughs> didn't need your help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, we know where churches are. Yeah, we know what places to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> There's also like a, you know, a circumference of 500 feet of people we know to stay way the hell away from. <laughs> There's a bunch of pedos over there. Pedo, oh boy. Now that now we're encouraging feet rubbing in public. This is mm-hmm. something. I mean, it just doesn't make sense when it's like AD, BC, like for keeping time. Everyone knows who Jesus No one no one doesn't know who Jesus is. I also like who they were implying like the natural enemies were. Yeah. It's like they're admitting it's like when there was a gay guy having his feet washed by like a Catholic priest. It's like, yeah, because normally you hate that guy, right? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but we don't have to. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's just like some trucker like w- washing a person with a hajib. Hajib. Um, yeah. Hajib. Hajib. You got it. Eh, tomato, tomato. And <laughs> just rubbing. We're like, yeah, we we know we fucking know this guy doesn't like this person yeah and you know there's some people out there that are watching that just getting super horned up like, so there was there's a group of people out there that i don't think anyone's watching the thing like yeah i need to find some jesus here yeah, some people are like man i need to look at some feet pics on the internet <laughs> yeah dude i was like man i really want some more wings oh man yeah <laughs> i want to eat some from funyuns right now <laughs> well, i'm looking at your bunions your bunions oh you're getting in between those toes man i really want some blue cheese yeah a seven layer <laughs> chili dip right chili now dip. i was waiting for it to end like i knew what it was but i just was hoping it would pop and say feetfinder.com <laughs> <laughs> just really take a far left turn i'm not sure if you grew up uh you didn't grow up in like the catholic uh organization no i was in the assemblies of god which is an offshoot of pentecostalism which is far weirder yeah i'm sorry to hear that it's but, uh, we would have to watch like a bunch of like uh catholic videos or whatever and they're very low budget very terrible and for whatever reason, they would always come back to the trope of washing feet. And I just developed like, uh, it would just make my skin crawl hearing water pour because they were always pouring it on people's feet and getting really into it. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> I'm seven, but this is weird. This is weird. You know, normally they keep these things covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're making like, they're always like, oh. Oh, the Lord! <laughs> it's like, ugh, put your put your pinky toe away. Oh, it's weird. It's crooked. Yeah, it's gross. Pointing backwards at the others. <laughs> what is that smell? Ah, oh, it's Jerry's feet. He's being blessed right now. <laughs> you might be saved, but those toes are going to hell. <laughs> at least that one. Or I was waiting for the end of it. They're just rubbing the feet, and then you just hear boom. And John Madden pops through the screen. <laughs> like he's a fucking uh, Kool-Aid guy. Kool-Aid God damn guy. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what they, they Take would a week always, off. That's what they would do. One week off. We're, we're totally out of fucking sync. No, that's, I mean, that's where the commercials were. He would bust through a, John Madden would bust through a banner and be like, bah, 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 yeah. and just spray it on the locker room. Like, <laughs> ah, my eyes. <laughs> like, 
like he's doing graffiti on yeah. some dude's foot. Just <laughs> <laughs> God, fucking foul. Yeah, dude, that's just unsettling. And my whole thing is, uh, if Jesus can have advertising dollars, then churches can pay taxes. I saw it over the internet, and I've been just saying it for years. Yeah, it's totally like for church. Churches pay taxes. It's just loopholes for rich people. It's I and. You think about like uh, the Jesus thing, and also like the Truth advertisers. Yeah, I mean they're two different organizations, but like, where's all that money like coming from? Like, where like this is this is like conspiratorially. Like, yeah, where's that money coming from, bro? <laughs> Dude, like what? Oh no, but seriously, like where? Like, uh, whoa, we, we got a thumbs up over here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am curious, like where all that money is coming from, and what like what the end goal is. So the what I call it the G sus campaign because it's very sus. Mm. Um, that's from like a private. I forget. I read an article about it, it's a billionaire, and he like some type of meat packing. Hmm. Yeah, some like a like a food industry type of okay situation, and then the stand up to hate. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, conspiracy theorist inside of me wants to say George Soros. <laughs> That's who I really want to go to. Yeah. But no idea. Yeah, it's just uh, confusing. It's like, who has that amount of money to like throw out for a Super Bowl commercial with, like, it, it doesn't really have an entity of like who it belongs to? It's a little spooky. Sure. Absolutely. But if I saw Eugene Levy's face one more time, mm-hmm. I was going to bust open the TV. Yeah. I was, I was like, we get it. Homes.com. Most people aren't going to be affa- able to afford them. Mm-hmm. Love your show. <laughs> Love your show. Thanks for rubbing it in because we're all in Shit's Creek. Thanks, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it's like they just keep rubbing it in, and then they then they like teamed up with Jeff Goldblum for Apartments.com, and I was mm-hmm. like, well, if you can't afford Eugene Levy, well, thank God we have Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> so you can rent forever. As investment bankers and hedge fund managers continue to buy land and use them as assets, and then uh, an entire generation won't be able to afford homes. But it's fun. You know that guy from TV. Look at him. Look at those eyebrows. Look at him. There's no me. He's standing kind of strange. <laughs> he kind of leans in when he talks. He's it's, mumbling. It's it's hilarious. No, I, I love them both. I, love I, them I, both. I really do. No, I, I would take. Now look, I, I would take that payday too. Mm-hmm. So I'm not judging them on. Oh, for sure. Taking the money, I'm judging the people running those websites mm-hmm. and continuing to ruin the housing market. So yeah. Fuck the Chiefs. Yeah, fuck the Chiefs is what we're saying. <laughs> fuck the Chiefs. Fuck Airbnb. Fuck Airbnb. <laughs> New York, man, they, uh, they're they basically getting rid of Airbnbs. They put out some new laws. It's very good stuff. That's nice. For all those people who actually want to live in New York City, they, instead of just treating it like it's uh, like you're a transient or a tourist, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's good I, stuff. I dig that. And also, too, like, we forget an Airbnb. Like, it used to be a lot more affordable, but then at the end, like, all these surcharges that you're paying, cleaning mm. fees, it's like, dude, I could have got a decent hotel for the same price. Exactly. They're like, oh, you left one can into the, in, like, the recycling bin and you didn't take it out. That's a $500 fee. Yeah. It's like, well, if I'm already being charged for a cleaning fee and you're making me clean anyways, I'm just, how about I just don't clean? Yeah. How about I don't clean? How about I pee in the corners? Yeah. I'm going to do that. Do you have a pee fee? <laughs> You're about to. Dumb a pee on her feet. That's what I'm mm-hmm. going to do. <laughs> I pay extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where am I supposed to wash my feet in this Airbnb? <laughs> do you have a piss corner, by the way? <laughs> we have established that the coffee table is where we poop, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just logically. Logically, of course. This is Airbnb. Oh, no. Verbo. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Verbos. Verbos will let you poop on the coffee table. Oh. So, hell yeah. Super fun stuff. We had a, you had a great week. I had a great week. 
It was a blast. Well, I had the flu. That yeah. kind of sucked. Um, Avian? Uh, no, I was still crossing my finger. Hopefully, bird. Look at bird. Yeah, bird, bird, bird flu. Cow. Yeah, hoof and mouth. <laughs> yeah, hoof and mouth. <laughs> hoof and mouth flu was yeah. what I got. Uh, no, I had the flu, and then um, I went to the little clinic at Kroger to get checked out. It's pretty much, you know, hey, you got the flu. That's what I'm expecting is going to happen. Mm. I'm there. I'm feeling like it's not good. And I've had some instances before, Billy can attest to it, of me uh, pulling a dead fish, possibly <laughs> just fainting out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you do that at the little clinic, the nurses really get all excited, <laughs> and they look at you like, "Are you dying?" Yeah. <laughs> while they're do- yeah, they, when if you pass out while they're taking your vitals, that's not a great sign. No, no, they were doing like a finger prick because like to test if I had mono. And I, I guess like as they were doing, I'm just sitting there, and I've I've given blood before. I've done uh, you know like labs and shit. I have passed up before with a needle, but it was like more of like a dramatic yeah. situation. I was getting like a cortisone shot as yeah. a, as a young high school player, and like the doctor was like just digging it into my ankle, <laughs> and I passed out. But yeah, this time uh, they're getting blood out of my finger. I'm looking away. I'm like. Hey, I think I'm high. And then you know, <laughs> next thing I know, I wake up and you just, you, you just, you, there's no oxygen in your brain, so you just, yeah. nothing's making sense. You just see these two heads over you, like war, 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 like Charlie Brown, and <laughs> and then, um, then you got to call the emergency contact, which is kind of strange. You actually have to use that. Yeah, to use it, it's like, oh man, they have to call uh, my wife. Did, yeah, why did I choose my mom? This is terrible. <laughs> I'm fucked. Just call an Uber. Yeah, I just got a call. I'm like, it's you, and I'm like. No way. Yes way. Really? No one else gave a shit. <laughs> yeah, you can't pass out a little clinic because then they make you go to the bigger clinic. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so then I got that checked out. I'm just yeah. more susceptible to passing out and just being uh, in a flu state uh, really triggered uh, just like the, the lights out. The one thing, dude. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And then you, went, then you came home and then just sweated out. Yeah, I sweated a ton like when I was there. Like I woke up and I was just like just like I took a bath. Uh, just drenched. And then uh fortunately my parents live just right across the street from uh that Kroger and so my mom picked me up. And so I just like sit at my parents' house for a little bit. It's like a, you know, a 36-year-old like, "God damn, I'm just <laughs> sitting here sweaty and stupid." I had to text my boss like, "I'm not going to be able to, you know, make it in or do anything here." You know. <laughs> just felt like an idiot. Yeah. Sweaty and stupid. Welcome to my everyday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't too fun, but I feel a 1000% better now. That's good. Mm-hmm. What do you uh, did, uh what what do you think was the trick? Cuz it definitely wasn't medicine. Uh, to make me feel better? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, just sweat it out. Sweat. Sleep. Okay. I had a couple cans of Sprite. Here we go. Uh, a lot of fluids. Okay. Mostly water. Chicken noodle soup? Uh, I did have some soup. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it was like a Greek chicken noodle soup or something like that. And then that's why you're sick an extra day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't go Greek. You got to go Campbell's. Yeah, yeah, You got to get the red, white, and gold label, dude. It was just chili broth. <laughs> it, was, it was a brown chicken noodle. <laughs> Yeah, I was just, they just kept handing me cans of Hormel and I was just chugging them down. It's like, Chris, you aren't sweaty from the flu. You're sweaty from meat sweats. <laughs> yeah. Your blood isn't moving. <laughs> it's been replaced by kidney beans and chili. <laughs> 
Yeah, mm-hmm. but I feel uh, a thousand percent better. That's good. Yeah. Well, with uh, with you being on the IL, I was like, I'll take we'll take the week off, and I caught up on some video games. Yeah. You know, I I did a lot. I um, uh, what did I do? I beat Star Wars Jedi Survivor. That Congratulations! Was Thank you. Um, I beat God of War Valhalla. That's not true. I played half of it, then I got upset at the structure because if you die, you have to go all the way back to the beginning. So I said, I will just watch. The cinematics on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that will equal me playing and beating the game. Yep. I, I am satisfied. I beat the shit out of the game mm-hmm. originally. God of War Ragnarok. And then I was like, all right. And then I got Spider-Man 2. And I'm like, most. I'm almost done with the campaign. Dope. Spider-Man's like, I, I don't play video games. But like when I was like PlayStation 2, PlayStation 2, that's where I oh, like maxed out. Dude. And that Spider-Man game, fucking loved it. You collect comics, get different skins, different suits. Oh, dude. This this new one's insane. It is all of New York City. Yeah? All all of it. Down to the tiniest little details. That's it, crazy. It's insane. Flipping between each Spider-Man, it's like one and a half seconds, too. There's no load time whatsoever. Wow. It's bananas. Dude, That'd it's, be fun. It's so good. And the web slingings, the best it's ever been. For all the people who care listening to this baseball podcast, it's so fucking good. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you a couple clips. You'll be like, "Holy shit, I got to get a PS5." Oh my goodness. So, uh PS5 coming out in a couple weeks. Very exciting. MLB The Show 24. Can't wait to get that going because tomorrow pitchers and catchers report for the Reds. How about that transition? That's awesome. That was a good one. Yay, thank you. Before we get into stuff that happened with the Reds, there's stuff that happened around the Reds Mm -hmm. that's very exciting, that's going to help shape the division. Uh, Corbin Burns, bye! Get out of here! Switch leagues! Scram! Yeah, get to Baltimore. Yeah! Kick rocks! Kick rocks! Have fun with that new, young, hot team! Yeah, have fun with that, you idiot. (laughs) You idiot! When they did the jersey swaps and I saw him online, I was like, damn, dude, he looks so good in that... Baltimore white and orange instead of that awful navy and mustard yellow Brewers uniform. Ugh. Man, the Orioles got a slick uniform. They have some really awesome, like that vintage, like 60s Oriole. Ooh, buddy. Did mm-hmm. you see the batting practice hat? I don't think so. Oh, it's horny. Yeah. It is like the 60s fool bird. Oh, for real? Dude, there's, those batting practice hats, I got, I'll send them to you. All, almost all of them, excellent. Mm-hmm. They have one for the Phillies. It's navy, and it's got the fanatic on it, with his tongue out, with him wearing a sideways Phillies hat. Oh, really? Yeah, it's so good. Um, there it is, batting practice hat. Um, no, they haven't dropped them yet. I guess. I guess. Look up. Do uh, type in. Um, oh, what is it called? Um, I have what the hat. It? Uni watch. It's not this is it no that's the clubhouse hat that they just dropped type in uni watch and then it'll come right up i promise you and then bang right here they got uni watch got the leaks of all of them the reds one's okay but that 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 marlins one is fucking fire with the white and aqua that one's oh wow that one's i mean that's incredible you can't go wrong there that's great it's too good i know this for the people who are listening the cubs one's good sorry but if you're gonna want to watch this part oh dude the, that one's Solid. awesome it's so good 
Red's one's okay. It looks like the 2015 All Star. Yeah, very similar. Minus with that the band. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just the one line. They shifted it up. Oh, okay, it's a little different, but yeah. I, I kind of want to see another stripe on there. It makes me feel a little uncomfortable. And also, they could have done like what they did with with Gapper, or not with Gapper, the fanatic. Yeah, they could like, have taken some chances with Mister Redlegs. You know, throw him on there with a Reds hat. The Brewers Ooh. one's great. A nice little barrel. Yeah, wow. the barrelman's awesome. The '90s Giants logo, Dodgers Big ones D. are the worst. <laughs> that's incredible. That's fun. The Big Rockies, with the blacks for pinstripes. Oh, that's a nice. Yeah, the aqua with the snake. Padres is fine. Uh, Rays, you can't ever go wrong with the Rays. Yankees are always subtle and they don't take many chances. I mean, the, you can't go wrong with that one. Red Sox, boring. That nice is that's so good. Pretty. Very pretty. Guardian one is very similar to ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have gone for another stripe, kind of something like that. Yeah, it's not bad. The White Sox one is boring as shit. Twins is fire, and the Royals. Oh, that color scheme is sensual. <laughs> and the Tigers, they did. They gave them three stripes. I dig that. Oh, wait till you see this A's one, dude. Ooh, slick elephant. That's so with the with the sunglasses on. Yeah. Yeah. The L.A. Angels one's fine. The Houston one is sick. Mm-hmm. That Seattle one's awesome. The classic nice. 80s, late early 80s. And then the Rangers those vintage good. tea. Right? Most of those are good. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of ours, but, you know, it's it just so reminiscent of the all-star hat. Yeah. And how often do you get to, do we do we go and, like, say, like, man, that's some, uh, another company has taken some cool chances with the red yeah. stuff. You know? It, it's been a while. I like the logo. I mean, the logo's classic with the with the thin reds in there. It has a nice little white outline as opposed to the black. Oh, yeah. And that's a huge thing. Like, a lot of people are like, the reds need to drop the black outline from their uniforms. Yeah. What do you do? You, what's your take on that? Since I'm you- not a hard liner on it, but I, I like it without. Okay. Um, I think it really depends on the design. But, like, that big, thicker sort of drop shadow, not a huge fan of, but I don't have such a strong opinion about it as what a lot of people do yeah what about you i i don't mind it i've seen it without and it looks good like the satin jacket i have doesn't have that drop shadow and it's just those block letters and it's cool like i like the what is that that would be the drop shadow came in the early 2000s right i think so i think it's that's another thing it's associated with a lot of uh down seasons yeah I mean, when they did that full reboot of the unis, that was 2008. Yeah, because then nine rolled around, and then the playoff stretch, and then... So, I don't know. I I think the Reds are due for a refresh. The Twins have gotten them. The Nationals got them. Mm-hmm. And it's such a shame the Nationals are getting rid of those uh, cherry blossom uniforms at the end of the year. Oh, that's a bummer. They're the best City Connects out there. They're really nice. They took a big chance with that. I thought it was pretty well received and done done uh, very appropriately. I agree, and it was, but the problem you have is that since they've had them, the Nationals have been dog shit. That's the other thing, too, is like the, the big mental association you have with a particular era uh, of team with the logo that you're watching, like you're seeing them, or like, you know, a type of uniform, like the the reds, like cut off sleeves from, from the 90s, uh, little early 2000s, maybe, too. Yeah. They, they went up until, uh, what, 2005, I want to say. Oh, yeah, because they did the refresh in like 03, 04, not 08. But yeah, no, the Reds are due for a new 
I think so too. And I, I th- mean, they've gotten the alternate, this red script, red jersey, mm-hmm. and then they've gotten the city connects, but nothing like DC. They're getting full new home and away uniforms. Yeah, I think uh, with the amount of things, it just makes sense as like a marketing thing, especially too with like this type of team. It's like, hey, this is a new era, new team. New uniforms. Yep. That was the whole thing that they promoted last year with the City Connects. It makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah, looking towards the future, all that. And I was like, yeah, this checks out. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I don't, I, you know what? I bet they do it next year. I, I could see that happening with them. If the Reds go, you know, if they're as good as we think they're going to be, then they'll definitely do it. Mm-hmm. Do you see that the Rockies are getting rid of their, uh, their, they're cut off sleeve. No. Yeah. So now there are no more sleeveless baseball uniforms. That's crazy. It's not a shame. It is a bit of a shame. Um, I remember that was a big thing. Like when you're a kid getting wear like the sleeveless uniforms, you thought like, you were the biggest. Like, dude, my biceps are huge. I'm the biggest 12 year old here. <laughs> dude, then you just have the eye black on. Oh, make, dude. You make your parents go buy you Oakleys and said so they buy you the knockoff ones at United Dairy Farmers. <laughs> yeah, the Folkleys. The Folkleys. The big are like, fat Z Corbats. Oh, God. I started dipping, you know? D- dipping with the big chew. chew. Big chew. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> It's an end of an era, man. Yeah. Uh, I'll miss the uh, sleeveless. Uh, I think uh, it's great for like to have every once in a while. Uh, but yeah, sign our sleeveless. Yeah. I mean, when they brought them back in 2019, when the Reds did like a trip through the uniforms mm-hmm. down and the, I, dude, when I saw the authentic, I was like, God, I want to, I just tried it on. What a time to have Yasiel Puig oh. and uh, Dietrich on the team mm. for, for when we're having the cutoff sleeve jerseys. Dudes with just like, just, just with show, well, Dietrich with the show muscles. Oh yeah. We should have nothing but Billy Hamilton's. <laughs> <laughs> just tiny <laughs> little <Fantasy> dudes. <laughs> oh my God. In those uniforms, dude, mm-hmm. he would look like a, he would look like a ghost in that thing. He would look like a very like old timey baseball player. We'd just get lost in the uniform. Yeah. He'd look like rookie of the year <laughs> we don't have wood big enough for you kid and he's mm. like it's okay i'm billy hamilton and throw it on yeah i could i like do i like seeing like uh, the throwback uniforms and doing like the promotional things uh for different interpretations of the stuff and i really did like the city connect a lot better once uh it was described to me i think you were telling me yeah about how it's like a looking forward to the future as opposed to Looking uh, towards uh, the past. Because that's what this Red, the Reds organization had done for so long. They're just like, huh, look at what we did. Hey, look at this. Remember, guys. remember when we were killer in the 70s and mm-hmm. we were great in 1990 and then had a playoff run in the 2010s and it's just been a little bit painful and now mm-hmm. there's a light at the end of the tunnel where there's a sustained a chance for a sustained winner? Mm-hmm. We should do uniforms looking to the future. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's awesome, too. Like, it's coinciding with... Because they're legit, like, building uh, new fans and stuff. And they're so... Like, the, the young kids are associating uh, this Reds team with that Black City Connect uniform. Yeah. You what, the first moment I think of when I think of those uniforms, Ellie Cycle. Yeah, same. And every kid's going to think that, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone, when they when they, everyone came up, they, like, made their debut in those unis. Like, mm-hmm. that was, like, a that was just a big deal last year, man. It was. And one of that uh, 12-game win streak. And then, like, having those uniforms, like, seemed to be, like, a big part uh, of that uh, that win chunk. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. They're going to do it again this year. I feel it. I feel mm-hmm. it. And it also helps that Corbin Burns is gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the Brewers rotation, nothing – they got okay. They got Joey Ortiz and they got DL Hall and the comp pick. 
I mean, you look at the, you know, the amount of time of players that accrue, mm-hmm. you know, you've got all of, all of uh, the pre-arb and arb with Ortiz. You have like almost, you have most of the years with, with, uh, with Hall. And then you have the comp pick, which, you know, that's late first round, which that's a new thing that you can trade your comp picks. So mm-hmm. pe- there have been players that have come from these comp picks that have been superstars, but at the same time, it's still a, it's still you're taking a chance with that and you're moving a guy who's a who's an ace who's a, a number 1 in almost every rotation the only there's like maybe a handful where he wouldn't be the one like mm. you know um yankees with cole and dodgers with presumably yamamoto from what we're being told um again we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's what that's what the contract says. Yeah. All the speculation here, baby. It's all spec, baby. But yeah, no. And so you're giving that up, and it's like, well, see ya. And I also have a little bit of a theory why the return wasn't as crazy. You know, What's who, that theory. You know, his agent is Mm-mm. Scott Boris. Okay. So who wants to deal with that? Mm-mm. And look at the big four free agents that still haven't signed. Who we got? Jordan Montgomery, mm-hmm. Blake Snell, mm-hmm. Matt Chapman, Cody Bellinger, all represented by Scott Boris. Yeah, uh, so that'd be a, an issue with some people. Yeah, just and, not wanting to have that headache. No, they don't. They don't want to deal with it. They just want to get the. They just want to get it done and over with. So, um, Joe. I mean, the Orioles could sacrifice Joey Ortiz because they've got Jackson Holiday. DL Hall hasn't really done much in the pros and came out of the bullpen had some promise, but. The Brewers being the Brewers probably saw something they're going to fix him. It'll be a fucking stud or some bullshit. Yeah. But, I and mean, what do, you, what do you think? Well, it is also, too, like, piggybacking on, like, what you were saying about them just, like, wanting to be like, okay, point A to point B. They've been having so many different transactions and, you know, clubhouse face changes the Brewers organization has. So, yeah, I can see them uh, taking a little bit of a chance of a loss or not getting back, like, full value for uh, that trade. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for for – my standpoint being in that division, I I like it. Um, I wish him the best in Baltimore with that uh, fun young team. So good. It, I think it works out for us. It works out for Corbin. So yeah. hey, I'm down for it. Yeah, I can uh, I can finally cheer for Corbin Burns. Yeah, and a nice looking uni. And a nice looking uni. Um, and the Brewers have made a lot of interesting moves. You know, like they start off. You know, they lose Craig Council to the Cubs. And then they went out and they signed Reese Hoskins, where I'm like, okay, that's an offensive move. Like, that's a guy who, you know, aside from last year with his without being out the whole year with his ACL, it's like, oh man, they're loading up, they're gonna go for it. Mm-hmm. And then boom, zig, and they're like, oh, we're trading Corbin Burns. Yeah, that was a pretty hard right turn there. And then signing Jackson Churio to like that crazy deal to have him here, a guy who hasn't even played the big yet, and they lock him up. So it's like. It's very odd what they're doing. They're operating like the Brewers, so it's any, everything. Anything you do that's kind of off kilter, you're like, I guess I'm not surprised. <laughs> so yeah, you, well, I mean, looking at them and seeing this, it makes me think, oh, they're gonna fucking trade Devin Williams too. It's possible. Yeah, he's got this year and next year left. If you could trade him before the season starts, you could get a a haul and go. Yeah, well, we could win. You know. Then you could comfortably say, if you're the Brewers, you say, if Yelich comes back, if Churio works out, if Joey Ortiz works out, Reese Hoskins smashes. Mm-hmm. They're like, we could be an 85, 86 win team. 
Yeah, and just put them above that threshold there, and they're not going to shy away from making any like big moves. I mean, you've seen them; they, you know, they're they're comfortable doing a bunch of big shifts that they have so far. So yeah, it'll be exciting to see uh, the different moves that they make. Uh, you know, this upcoming season and the seasons to come. Yeah, and just in general for the division with the Reds, mm-hmm. um, Brewers also signed Gary Sanchez, who had a, a pretty good bounce back here at the end of the year. Well, halfway through the year last year by being Blake Snell's catcher and just mashing. Uh, the Brewers, it's catcher you over there, man. They've fixed so many guys' careers since, you know, like Yasmani Grandal, you had, you know, um, after that, I mean, William Contreras. Mm-hmm. He went from being a defensive in the bottom third defensive metrics, and then the, he went to Brewers U, and they're like, hey, we got you fixed right up. Yeah, we just tankered with you a little bit there. Figured you out. Figured you out. We got you rolling. So um, so let's go. Yeah, let's go here. Skip some of this stuff. Um, Jesse Winker is now with the Washington Nationals. Mm-hmm. Minor league deal. That's a steal. Yeah, I'll say so. He's still got uh, some uh, age and pop left in that bat. So, yeah, I wish him the best. Yeah, me too. I just hope that, you know, that he just gets there, gets revitalized, and gets moved to the deadline. Yeah. And plays some meaningful baseball in the second half of the year. That'd be dope for him. Just come in, just be that, you know, uh, late-time assassin. He's great for a pinch hit or two. Yeah. Guy knows the strike zone. He's a lefty. And if he stays healthy, good Lord. Yeah, that was a big critical thing with uh, so far we've seen with his career is not being able to stay healthy, not being able to stay put together. But, man, it doesn't seem like he's a player that has a lot going on in between the ears. <laughs> you just get him up there for a pinch hit scenario. He could be a hero. He could be. Jesse Winker wears the hero cape well. Oh, yeah, he does. He did wear it very well in Cincinnati. And, like, you know, maybe he's just a full-time DH. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. And I think he's not even – I don't even think he's 30 yet, if, if you're making me guess. Yeah, I don't think uh, he's not old, but he is seasoned. He is 30. Yeah, so he's 30. M- minor league deal. Uh, I think he can resuscitate his still uh, youthful career. And if he can stay healthy, yeah, there's no uh, reason why he can't uh, mash for a team. No, no, I could see he's, he's one of those guys who I'm always, in the past couple years, I've always just been like, you know what? Comeback player of the year, Jesse Winker. Yeah, you want to see it. I want to see it because 21, when he was so good, and then his earth got shattered mm-hmm. and got sent to Seattle, and he, it seemed just like he never bounced back. No. Um, it just reshaped him a bit. Hopefully, it's just something that uh, he can write that shit because he was a super fun player to watch. Dude, he was a blast. So hopefully, he figures it out with the Nationals. And then our other guy that I love dearly, Amir Garrett, signed a minor league deal with the Giants. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he gets his control back, and that slider's always been nasty, but, you know, it's good to check it and see a couple guys that were super fun Mm -hmm. for the Reds at, you know, 2018, 19, 20, 21 to be like, all right, cool, they're doing it. Yeah. It's just so funny that people, when Jesse Winker got traded, sell the team. Look how that worked out. Yeah. Oh, man. Just to have a looking glass into the future to see how some of those decisions would uh, unfold. Oh, it's so great. Uh, Almost as great as uh, Trevor Bauer going on Theo Vaughn's podcast. Hey, you've been on Fox and Friends. Now make the rest of the tour. Go to Theo Vaughn. (laughs) Hey, do the Rothschilds have a podcast we can get on? (laughs) 
is anyone renting the the pedophile island yet uh, uh, from Epstein? Yeah, let's just uh, let's just send him there. Good God, just all the worst actors uh, you have out there. But yeah, of course, it makes total sense. Yeah. It makes the most sense. The Rat King, and then the guy who's been disbarred from baseball. I, I, he can, he's just going on this apology tour and gaining sympathy from people. Like I had a couple of people text me and go like, "Man, why do I like Trevor Bauer now?" I'm like, "Because he's sorry, and this is the only way for him to try and get his job back." Because there's millions of dollars at stake, and he has a lawyer crafting a lot of what he's saying to get you to feel sympathy. Yeah, he also probably is a really, really good PR person who's coached the fuck out of him. Yeah, watching that video that when he was on Fox, like, wow, that is someone who's been coached. Mm -hmm. They know what they're doing. They have a game plan. Everything you're seeing with him, from uh, his haircut to the sports jacket he's wearing, it is strategic. Yeah, ex- uh, down to the nth degree. Yeah. And then it's like, well, let's do Theo Vaughn, because it'll humanize him. He's with a stand-up comedian who's known as the Rat King, who's a fun, loose guy. Yeah. You know, this will humanize him. And it, and you know what? And it's worked for some people. Yeah. I mean, for backstory, uh, Theo Vaughn's a great podcast if you want to go on and say, question the amount of Jews that died in the Holocaust. <laughs> And throw your hands up like, huh, huh, it's comedy. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Is this thing on? Is this thing on? Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's definitely I, I, the my whole thing is that he just comes on. He's like, man, you just I just you know I just want a chance to play, and I'm like, and then people are saying, you know, well, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, you know, I feel, I'm starting to feel for him. Don't forget that he would go after 14, 15, 16 year old kids on Twitter. Yeah, he's not a good dude. I mean, regardless if he is innocent or not, he is still like on the barometer of douchebag. He's very much like going, he's pressing the needle. He's bearing the needle in douchebag. Yeah. And it's very close to a lot of the other things that he's accused of doing. Of course. And sure, humanize all of this stuff. But the bottom line is you can say what he said, which is I I just want a chance to compete. I want them, you know, just the minimum, and it's incentive-based. And then I can go prove myself. I'm like, cool, you can go prove yourself, but you still have one case <laughs> yeah. hanging around that they need to figure out so you can prove that you're innocent. Yeah, you don't prove you're innocent by, like, putting up a good ERA. It gets proved in court. Like yeah. It's like a legal thing. It's not like, man, if I can just make it to the All-Star game, yeah. that will prove I didn't, you know, have non-consensual <laughs> violent sex. Yeah. Innocent until proven guilty, sure. But guess what? Litigation and paperwork are still trying to figure themselves out. And until then, he's not going to get signed. Yeah, why would why would you invite that headache? Even if you do think like even if you're on his side thinking like, "Hey man, I believe you, but we cannot have this chaos yeah. in a clubhouse that's competing for a pennant." Uh, yep, you can't have it. And even then it's like, well, even we don't want that around this a young team. Where do you even put him? Like it it, it just doesn't make any sense, man. It doesn't and no one's going to take that chance. No. Nobody. So he can go up and garner all this sympathy and say all this stuff and have people come to his defense. It's not going to happen. It's the old boys club. That's what baseball is. Do you think that these guys who try to cut every corner and save every little penny and try to not be bothered Mm -hmm. are going to bring a problem into their clubhouse? A media frenzy into that clubhouse. The negative attention from anyone with a microphone, be it from the athletic 
to the shell of Sports Illustrated to just two guys yelling in the fart dunge. <laughs> no, they aren't going to do that. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, I, I get it when people want to engage and say, like, yeah, but look at his numbers. Look at it. And I, I think, like, he deserves a, a chance where, like, all that aside, introducing that into the clubhouse is still brings a, an undeniable amount of negative energy that you're, you're going to have to cope with. Yep. So I, I just don't see why you would want to uh, offer to, like, yes, come here, be, be the test ground for this sort of thing, that yeah. it's just going to be a media sensation for the entire season. Yep, and the bottom line here, when you were talking about numbers, is zero. Mm. That's how many cases he needs to not have, how many cases he needs to have active in court is zero before you can even discuss the other stuff that we talked about yeah. that is already flawed with him. Yeah, before we touch uh, spin rotations, uh, we got to talk about court numbers and yeah. all, all the stuff he stands accused of. Yeah, and the arsenal that he has, totally got it. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. And and even you've got Jonathan Papelbon coming out and tweeting, I believe Bauer Aldich has a lot to prove and everything to lose, which could be a recipe for success at Red Sox. I will pay his minimum salary if it doesn't work out. But if it does, you pay me the minimum salary as well. What are these people doing? Like, no clue. What's going on in these people's brains? Like you're just going out there, ugh, to have money and no thinking ability. Like just have no thought. <laughs> and, and this is coming from the same guy who was known for just like if you looked at him wrong, he'd drill you. Yeah. This is this is a great person to have, like, come up for your defense. Like, let's have Roger Clemens come out next. <laughs> or, what about OJ will come up and defend you? <laughs> OJ just doing a hey friends OJ here like he's from his you know he records himself yeah. and he's just like I think Trevor Bauer not so bad glove don't fit okay good to see you <laughs> okay let him play <laughs> let, him, let him play <laughs> and uh, he's not ex- I mean he there was what one of the in- instances that uh, Papelbon had was uh, he was like he was pitching for the Nationals he drilled somebody and then got into a fight with the I think it was with the Orioles got into a fight with the whole team and like the rest of the Nationals just stood and watched. <laughs> like, let them fight. We don't give a shit. Whatever, dude. Guy sucks. Yeah, when your entire team is going to let your ass get like whipped by an entire other team, that that's saying a lot. There's an entire <laughs> unanimous decision by a clubhouse of guys saying, like, yeah, fuck them. He deserves it. He deserves <laughs> 40 different fists flying his direction. <laughs> he's just like, they're like, you know uh, what he's doing to you guys out there? Imagine what he's doing in these closed doors back here. Nightmare. Yeah, imagine what he doesn't want you to see. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great. And so it's like, you know, Jonathan Papelbon coming to the rescue and be like, Red Sox, you got to sign him. You got to get him. You got to bring him in. Mm-hmm. It'd be just as glowing of it's. Well, it's not as glowing of an endorsement if it was goddamn fucking Kurt Schilling. Yeah. <laughs> Who's, you know, all time human. Was I getting Roger Clemens and Kurt Schilling confused? Yes, I think. Yeah. You were. I was like, the Rocket, I mean, he did steroids, but he was he's like a dad who's active in his kid's life. And oh, okay. I was getting confused. Kurt Schilling says, like, you know, the January 6th people are heroes and patriots and need to be freed. And mm-hmm. Roger Clemens just has blonde tips. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was getting my patriots confused. <laughs> Look, different. Texas patriot versus January 6th patriot. Yes. Very different. I apologize. Yeah, as you should. My favorite thing for uh, Papelbon recently, he went after Alex Verdugo because yeah. he got moved to the Yankees and tweeted, Verdugo, I mean Verdugo. 
uh, Verdugo, I mean Vertigo, is a bitch. Cora has his players and teammates' backs more than anyone in the game. You aired yourself out by being late, lazy, and unproductive. If I played for Cora, I'm drilling this bitch. Just saying. What an ultimate dude. What a, what dude? What a cocksmith. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> I'm not playing now, but I'll tell you what. If I was, I'd hit you, you bitch. <laughs> I'd hit you. See you later. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Babe. Miller <laughs> Lot. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Just firing it out. What's for dinner? I got more tweets. Mm. I got things to say. I got tweets to fire off, babe. Oh. The internet needs me. <laughs> He's one of those people that for sure calls it X. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love any chance I get to dead name Twitter. Dead name Twitter. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's way better. Yeah. I uh, I, I clicked. Some, someone texted me in our one of my group chats, and they sent a Twitter link, and I clicked it, and it says X. It's just like, it's like from group chat. From uh, so and so sent a link from X, formerly known as Twitter. I hate how people say that. It's, like you hear people like on podcasts say like X, formerly Twitter. We know. We got it. We we understand. Yeah, totally understand. We know that Elon's ruining this thing that we used to have fun on. Mm-hmm. It was a great time. Now you can't, can't log on. I've seen a bunch of anti-Semitic stuff, and it's just—it's insanity. Yeah, it's, I really hate it. I really hate it's it. It's all clickbait. X, formerly known as Twitter, formerly the artist known as Prince. Yeah, formerly a fun spot to hang. Now it's just really like, ugh. oh, this is rough. Uh, now we get to talk about the Reds. Yay! Yay! By the time you're watching this, pitchers and catchers have reported, reported for duty. It's awesome. So exciting. It begins. It happens. So if you take a quick look, you take a gander at your starting rotation. You know, we're just, we're just, uh-huh. you know, we're so excited, fantasizing here, getting all ready for it. Hunter Green, Frankie Montas, Graham Ashcraft, Andrew Abbott, Nick Lodolo. Slick. Very slick. Your bullpen. Ian Jabot, Etang, Buck Farmer, Sam Mall, Emilio Pagan, Nick Martinez, Brent Suter, Lucas Sims, Alexis Diaz. Love it. You, how you feel? How you feel about that? I feel really good. I think we're still going to see some more arms being rela- uh, added to the reliefs uh, position. I think there's uh, we can make some more moves there. But starting pitching wise, I am in love. With this, this looks great, and these pitchers now having uh, gone through, you know, Andrew Abbott having gone through a season. Hopefully, you know, Nick Lodolo is going to be fresh and ready. Uh, Graham Ashcraft seeing him and get another go around, be able to correct course. This is going to be a, a statement year for a lot of these young pitchers. Absolutely. My thing is, four out of those five starting pitchers, you look and you go, injury history. Ashcraft, not so much with the toe, and you kind of get it. But like Frankie Montas, all of last season, mm-hmm. Hunter Green, a fair amount of starts. Abbott, his arm just went dead, mm-hmm. and that happens. It was his first big year in the big leagues. And Nick Lodolo only had, what, three starts? Yeah, he threw like under 40 innings. It was bananas. So there's a lot of young potential, but if it, if it all works out, too, that's. Latolo's nasty. Yeah, he really is. We forgot like those first two starts before he was hurt. Were he was 
gross. How many times did we see? Yeah, and just the limited amount of starts. How many strikeouts did we see where uh, the batter was swinging, missing, and then jumping up and down because the ball hit the back of their toe? <laughs> like that, seeing that, that happens so frequently. Uh, but yeah, that is definitely uh, the one big caveat with the starting pitching is that uh, the health is was an issue and how is it going to be if it is an issue this year and how will they respond we're going to get some more uh, more arms in the bullpen more uh ipso facto starting pitchers yeah you, you also have a ton of depth we didn't mm-hmm. mention call we didn't mention connor phillips mm-hmm. we didn't mention brandon williamson mm-hmm. we didn't mention tj anton who's coming back from a surgery from a from a shoulder injury mm-hmm so there's options. If someone does go down, someone gets another uh, opportunity or their first opportunity in the bigs. Yep, 100%. Oh, come on. Don't be ridiculous. My Nick Lodolo, thank you. Pitcher list changed their stuff. So I'm looking here, and I'm looking at his last couple starts. So he made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven starts last year, right? Dude. Here we go. Ready for this one? Mm-hmm. First start, 9Ks. Second start, 12Ks. Third start, 6Ks. Fourth start, 4Ks. Fifth start, 6Ks. Seventh start, 7Ks. Then the White Sox, three and two-thirds, three strikeouts, three earned runs. That's when he just, the the wheels fell off, and he's like, I'm, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. But boy, howdy. Yeah, and he went uh, fairly he went, uh, seven innings once, a couple five-inning games. Yeah. So he's flirting with the, the ability to repeat and go deep into games. So that's like the next step up for like a lot of these players is, one, being able to put together a full uh, season, but uh, being able to go deeper into ball games. Yeah, that's – I mean, that you going deeper into ball games and looking up and looking at that rotation and going, okay, there isn't a Luis Sesa in there. And there isn't a Luke Weaver in there. Mm-hmm. That's already a massive improvement. Mm-hmm. And you know those other guys who who came up and who could come up. That's a lot of depth. That's pretty nice. That's it's fun. Pretty nice. It's nice and it's very exciting. God, and just the amount of lefties too in the pen with Sam Mole, who was dynamite, and then signing Brent Suter. You get two lefties right there. And if Lucas Sims, again, a lot of this is health, and I that you're banking on it, but if Lucas Sims stays healthy and you go, you can go Maul, <laughs> Maul, Sims, Diaz to shut it down. That's pretty tight. And Emilio Pagan and Nick Martinez can swing between the rotation if someone goes down or the bullpen. True. God. Dang, we got some up. fun options. A lot better options to start off the year than what we had to begin last year. So many. Um, and then uh, there are three signings that happened. Mm-hmm. Start with one. Josh Harrison, UC product. Mm-hmm. Signed a minor league deal. That's pretty cool. Bring him back. Bring him back. People were like, man. <laughs> Someone posted, I forget who it was, it just said, Josh Harrison, welcome home. And I wanted to comment and be like, you should say, welcome to Louisville. Because <laughs> I'm so, it's cool. It's a cool story. It's nice to have a hometown guy back here. But that means a lot has gone wrong if he's on the major league roster. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we'll probably see him just as, like, maybe, like, a fun scenario. Hopefully, it'll be, like, a fun situation where it makes sense to have him play, you know, at Great American Ballpark. His family's there. Some sort of fun hurrah like that but yeah hopefully not as a necessity 
Exactly. Where it's like... Unless he's mashing or doing something wild. Yeah, if he's mashing, that's cool. Um, but it's like... That means that, like, Ellie's gone down, McLean's gone down, Marte's gone down. The stock market has crashed. (laughs) We really don't need this. It's over. Um, So, another thing happened. Jonathan India got his Arbeers bought out. Yeah. I love that. That is awesome. It's And it's a lot of it. He has got escalators for next season, which is fantastic. So 2025 escalators are plate appearances starts. The max he can make is 2.05 million. And that includes 400 plate appearances, 450 plate appearances, 500 plate appearances, 550 plate appearances, and 600 plate appearances. That also includes $100,000 each for All-Star and Silver Slugger first through third, MVP first through fifth. That means he's got to stay on the field to get paid. Yeah, I, I think that's totally fair. And I think uh, we talked a lot uh, of theory about Jonathan India last year uh, and trying to read the tea leaves, what's going to happen. I think this is going to be a fun move to kind of keep like that core identity with the Reds. Also, Jonathan India seems like a player that uh, has a lot of stuff going on. Um in between the ears. So if you can give him as little to think about as possible, like say, Hey, what's the future of my work uh, life relationship? Uh, how's that going to function here? I think it's great. I think he's going to play uh, a lot better uh, now that he doesn't have to think about some of these things. And I think it'll make his teammates feel a bit more relaxed that uh, their captain uh, is going to be in the squad for a while. Yeah. And they'll be throwing him, throwing him around the diamond, second, first, third, left, Right. And what you said was stability. I disagree. Mm-hmm. I think this makes him easier to trade. Yeah. Because they did the same thing with Rysel Iglesias, where they bought out his, his Arbeers, they gave him a full contract, set number. Because mm-hmm. you don't have someone rolling in with an arbitrator that next year going, this is, this is what we did, and then the number could skyrocket. Right. You know, if he does play well. And if he does, and he hits these these escalators, great for him. But it's set and it's in stone, mm-hmm. mostly, except for that and then awards, whatever. But with Rizel, it's the same thing. You bought those years out, so that way you can go. All right, this is a closer. If he plays well enough, we can move him, and that's exactly what the Reds did. Did they get anything? No, they just cleaned house, and it was one of those moves. They're like, we need to get money off the books and start fresh again. Mm-hmm. Where with this, it goes, you go, okay, if he starts to succeed and plays well enough, we truly don't have much room for him, and we're just going to have to move him around. Mm -hmm. And if he plays well and stays healthy, there you go. You're getting paid. We can get something out of this. And it's a set number, so that way you can get, you know, a better haul than what you're hoping for. Mm -hmm. Does it say, like, how long he's going to be locked up with the Reds? Or do you think he can be moved uh, before, you know, even the All-Star It'll be, it would be... He's an unrestricted free agent 2026. Okay. So there were two years of ARB. This one up this one coming up and then the next year. So, I mean, you can have a guy who at this point he, he was an all-star or he was rookie of the year in 2021. Mm. He played very well, but then it's just he has been hurt. Yeah. And this is the and again, worst time to trade him. This still incentivizes a lot of teams take a look and go, "All right, well, Maybe, but you kind of want more of a sure thing when you're giving up something like that. Right. 
So um, this is much different from the Josh Harrison deal. <laughs> yeah, a, a tad different. Tad different. Um, the Reds also the Reds signed a 19 year old shortstop out of San Jose del Cabo, Mexico. His name, pretty cool, Ichiro Cano Hernandez. I wonder if his parents were trying to set him up for something. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You're giving him a three Hall of Famers names all mashing it together. <laughs> I want to be a car salesman. <laughs> hey, Ichiro Cano Hernandez. Insurance. <laughs> Firm handshake. Soft hands. <laughs> Soft hands. Mercedes. <laughs> Dude, I'd be like if if you're if you were born and your parents like, yeah, we want our kid to play golf. Oh yeah, what's his name? Tiger Palmer player. Nice to meet <laughs> you. Player A. Player Golden A. Tea. Golden T. Dude, oh, I mean what other I mean what other I mean that's just that's just so much pressure. Yeah, it really is. But uh, so far he's living up to the challenge. 19-year-old, and he's looking pretty good. Yeah, you know what? He looks like a 19-year-old named Ichiro Kanoernandez. <laughs> yes, he does. Boy, howdy, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. God, I don't know. I can't even imagine the pressure. Or he just doesn't give a shit. He's just like, yeah, my name's... Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm from San Jose del Cabo, and my name's Ichiro. Yeah, things rule for me. <laughs> things rule, or they were so mean to him. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, Jose over here is making fun of you, bud. Yeah, Ichiro, great family name. Yeah, where'd you get it? <laughs> where'd you find it? <laughs> yeah. Did you trade it? Yeah. <laughs> Did, was it an import? An import? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm getting ready to go play in the Nippon League. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go get mentored by my 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 name dad. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a fucking baller it's name. A tough, that's a tough road, man. Yeah, well, he's doing good with it. <laughs> he's eight, 19, getting ready to play some professional baseball. Can't be mad at it. Mm-mm. Not at all. Well, let's round third and head for home. What do you uh, we got, bud? Uh, February 8th. I believe that's a Thursday. I'll be at the attic in Columbus. Uh, February 8th? February 8th. Today is the 12th. Oh, I mean, um... March? January, February. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, in a couple days. Whatever the, the, uh, this upcoming Thursday is. That would be, so that's the, uh, that's in three days, the 15th? Yeah, that sounds right. February 15th, I'll be at the attic. Uh, February 21st, go bananas. March 9th, bombs away. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, March 29th and 30th, I'll be at uh, Wiley's uh, Dayton. And Billy will be there, too. I'll be there, too. <clears throat> it's so exciting. Um, me, stuff and things. Um, Saturday, I'm on the Don't Tell comedy show. I don't know where it is yet. I can't tell you those are the rules. So how you find tickets, they'll be on my Instagram. I'll be like, here's here you go. You buy the tickets in advance, and then it tells you where to go and what time the show is. So it's Saturday. I can tell you that. That's what I have at the moment right now. Pretty cool stuff. Dope. Very dope. Mm-hmm. Very dope. Uh, let's uh, let's do our thank you. Thank you to Sports Drink for hosting the audio of this podcast. Real swell of you thanks to in the clutch check out in the clutch.com for all your coolest mlbpa and we just did an eager league refresh they're very cool promo code nasty boys 10 percent off 
And thank you for letting me come to the fart dungeon and getting recovered. Yeah, anytime. Anytime you need to resuscitate down here and all, all the moisture. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Anytime you want to come over. Yeah, it's fine. Just come on over. Just talk on Africa. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, and uh, thank you for watching and or listening. And as always, go Red Legs. Go Red Legs.